do that intro, Amanda. Woo. All right, let me. Oh, I gotta silence my cell phone. I'm not ready. <laughs> Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs the Heroes, a podcast illustrating the inspiring abilities of insects. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Before we get started creating a bug-themed character, what's bugging you, Kelly? Um, nothing nothing bugging me too bad. I, I went to a, a party yesterday, you know, for the holiday weekend. And I'm, I, it was like a last-minute party. And I always make something to bring to a friend's house when you go. And I didn't have any time, so you know what kind of nonsense I made? What'd you make? Jello jigglers. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta set it and forget it. Forget it. <laughs> it. They were just as dumb as I remember as a child. Oh um, yeah. My friends, I just made them into small little cubes. They're almost like gummy bear size. And my friends' kids went insane. They like lost yeah. their minds. They had never had them before. They didn't know what magic this was. They were throwing <laughs> them at each other. Uh, many ended up in the pool. It was a good day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not too recently, but recently enough, um, we made dirt cups, which I don't know if you guys have those on the East oh, Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like the pudding with the crushed Oreos to make it look like dirt. And then you put gummy worms in it to make it look like worms are coming out. A very app snack for this podcast frankly (laughs) but we made it once with my niece who at the time was only like two maybe three and she saw us with these dirt cups and she was like y'all you're not supposed to eat dirt and we (laughs) no it's it's pudding and dirt and oreos it's good it's tasty and she was like no you, you're not supposed to eat mud and dirt. This is disgusting. You people are gross. And we're like, no, it's not. And sh- sh- the look, she- I've never been judged so hard as I was oh, by a two-year-old while eating some pudding and Oreos. Out of no hair. one will judge you as hard as a two-year-old ever. Oh, that's very true. That's, the that's very true. Uh, my son has always been quite judgy. We have a picture of him <laughs> as a, a mere infant giving our friend a look that can only be described as judgy. He's like, who <laughs> are you? And how dare you touch me? Well, I'm glad we we both, sometimes you just got to eat dumb dessert. Sometimes you got to eat childish desserts. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a good time with Jigglers. They were strawberry flavored and they're red. Uh, I don't know if that red was made from, from beetles or not. As some red dyes are, but some I red, hope so. I've heard that the red dyes are made of crushed beetles, and you never know where it's gonna pop. I, I I assume you can find the right like combo when they put it on the box, like oh it's red number five or whatever it is. Well, I don't mind a little crushed bug in my food, yeah. as we've discussed before. <laughs> there's a threshold that they allow. <laughs> We're all eating crushed bugs every day. It's Yay. fine. Uh, <laughs> Jello jigglers always remind me, this is a brief aside, probably mm-hmm. not important, but my dad doesn't drink at all. He's never drank. It's, he doesn't. Not his thing. Yeah. No. Um, the one time he had alcohol was because someone gave him a jello shot and he didn't realize what it was. So he just drank down the jello and then someone was like, oh, Brad, I, I didn't think you'd have any because you don't drink. And he goes, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He said, why would you hand this to me? You know, I don't drink. Oh, no. And you do this. Why would you hand it to me? And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, his, 
I believe it was his mom went, now you can never say you've never touched a drop. (laughs) (laughs) So judgy. (laughs) Well, the uh, adults at the party did request that I make uh, vodka jigglers next time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll just have to make them in two different colors. One one color for the children and one color for the adults. You're only allowed to eat the buggy red ones. Sorry, guys. Two of the little girls came up to me and they're like, Aunt Kelly, you, you made these jellos? And I said, yeah, yeah, guys, what do you think? And they're like, we love them. Will you make them next time? And uh, so I have to extort them. I go, well, what do I get? What do I yeah, get if yeah. I make these for you? Yeah. I, I go, What's you the know. deal? Off, offer me a trade. <laughs> Shark I, take music like descends. <laughs> you're sitting in the chair <laughs> looking at them. Waiting. I was like lounging on the outside chair. Oh, yeah. And uh, one, one of my friend's daughters offered me a hundred dollars. So wow, yeah. someone has no concept of money. <laughs> love zero. it. Love it. I was like, how about <laughs> how about one dollar? And she's like, I have a hundred. I'll just give you a hundred. <laughs> As a kid, yeah. it felt like you could yeah. really hoard up some money if oh, you yeah. played your allowance right. You're oh. like, oh, it's you know. I remember at one point I had like you know hundreds of dollar bills, and it was like, why do I have all this money? What am I going to spend on? I'm eight. What? Yeah, because kids don't spend one dollar from family members for three years and now I've got all this money <laughs> I, I told her you know thank you for that very generous offer but I, I love you so much I'll make them for free you just give me a high five just give me high, high five, five is yeah. all I want yeah. the 40 cents of sugar I spent making this <laughs> you can keep your hundred dollars the they're like 89 cent jello pack <laughs> <laughs> hey man there's nothing wrong with a jello Oh, actually, man. there's actually a lot wrong with Jello, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, well, strawberry Jello has red dye forty, which is synthetic and sadly not uh, made of beetles. So. Sadly, not made of. No beetles were beetles. harmed during the making of my Jello jigglers. Well, I don't know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least three yeah. settings being what they are. <laughs> True. What's bugging you, Amanda? What's bugging me is that my children have had a cold this week. And I've woken oh. up with a sore throat this morning, and all I can think is uh, that my time is limited. Uh, I have only <laughs> a mere few hours before disaster. We were had plans this weekend to go to a friend's house, but we immediately, as soon as the kids had a fever, I was like, uh-oh, shut down everything. Everything's got to go. So uh, hopefully some honey today will uh, sort me out, because I can't have lemon, because I'm allergic to lemon. Fun fact about me. Oh, uh, that's terrible. It it is terrible. Oh. <laughs> it's always where you least expect. I, it. I love lemon. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to look oh. out for. Yeah, p- people put it on stuff all the time. They're just like, here's some lemon, and I'm like, uh, I guess I die now. Thanks. <laughs> is it other citrus or just lemon? Yeah, it's it's oranges, lemons, grapefruits, kiwis. Yeah. Even will do it sometimes. Wow. Uh, pineapple doesn't unless I eat a lot of pineapple. So we play a game called the most dangerous game, which is how much pineapple can you eat before it starts to eat you? Before it starts to tingle? Before the tingling begins. In fact, you can kind of see on my lip, that is the result of the allergic reaction uh, from earlier this week because my husband's toothpaste has it in there. Enough citric acid in the toothpaste to get me. That's horrible. I would never yeah. thought about toothpaste. Yeah. Jeez. What a, what a I think often of a story to. about a girl who uh, ended up uh, 
having a severe allergic reaction because her boyfriend ate a Snickers and then kissed her and she was allergic to peanuts. To peanuts. Oh. And um, I hope it never gets that dire for me. <laughs> for now, it's just an annoyance. It's just like, oh, there was there was lemon in this and now I've got to deal with nastiness for two weeks. But on the happier topics. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Amanda, you mentioned honey, uh, I which did. is the topic of this episode. Yes. Kind of. Uh, bees, 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 bees. Do you have a favorite bee? Oh, I probably bumblebee. What's not to love about a little bumble guy? He's just bumbling around a with me. <laughs> it's such a cute name, bumblebee. I yeah. Everything about the bumblebee is high class. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, there's just so many different kinds of bees that we're really going to have to split up into multiple episodes about mm-hmm. bees. And form some sort of B team. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see ride the around bee. in a van together. It's good. The B team. The van will be covered in flowers. It'll yeah. Be... It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the bees. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many different cool kinds. Mason bees mm-hmm. are cool. I like honeybees, obviously. Bumblebees. Uh, but today we're talking about the Japanese honeybee. Yes. We ta- touched on Japan. I say touched. We we heavily stroked Japan last week. Uh, and now we're back to talk about our friends to the east once more with Japanese honeybees and what makes them unique from our honeybees. Yeah, they're they're um actually pretty distinct behaviorally than our, our Western honeybee. So the Western honeybee is Apis mellifera and the Eastern honeybee is Apis serrana. And the subspecies, so the Japanese honeybee is a subspecies of the eastern bunny bee. Bunny bee. Ooh, I want a bunny Ooh, bee. Ooh, a bunny bee. <laughs> <laughs> honey bee. Um, Apis serrana japonica. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to play a lot of City of Heroes. And uh, <laughs> every name you just said sounded like a great superhero name to make a, <laughs> a bug-themed character. <laughs> I love City of Heroes. Oh, oh, my, City of Heroes my husband so and I good. used to play the heck out of that game. I would make a superhero based on the Japanese honeybee because they are pretty, pretty rad. Well, I know that's the Derek's telling me that's the whole show <laughs> that we make. <laughs> I am aware. Involved at all, we could just make it on the podcast. <laughs> but I would also love to do it in City of Heroes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should make a team and we'll make a Japanese honeybee. I forgot what honeybee. show we were doing for a minute there. <laughs> you make the Japanese honeybee and I'll make Isabella Tiger Rap and we will save the city. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bothering to draw these things when we could just pull up the City of Heroes character creator <laughs> and just, just make them on the click, fly. Click, click, click. Done. Oh, that oh. character creator though. So good. Oh, I spent hours just trying to make a character. Oh yeah. Was- oh yeah. I mean, was that was truly, I think, probably what I missed the most. It was like the ultimate doll maker. It was. But, I mean, now now you get to do it for the podcast. Except you got to draw You never it, know. So sorry. My parents sorry said I was labor. wasting my time on the internet. Look at me now, Mom. <laughs> I'm wasting my time on the internet once again. <laughs> and your mom listens to the podcast, right? So she... She does. I believe she does. <laughs> Occasionally, I will get comments about things that happen on the podcast as she catches up to episodes <laughs> i got a text out of the blue from my brother which was how did i not know that cody went to professional wrestling school and why did i find out on the podcast <laughs> i was like i don't know how you guys didn't know this i felt like this was common knowledge that is pretty amazing <laughs> apparently yeah 
Oh, so what um what do you know? Do you know anything about the Western honeybee, our like our hometown here? Western hero? honeybees, I know that they drink nectar and collect pollen on their fuzzy little bodies and they take it back to their home and then they do a little dance and they say the honey's <laughs> over there or the nectar, I should say, the nectar's over there and the dance somehow communicates to the other bees what it was. Um mm-hmm. I know that they have a queen who's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger than them. She's hefty. And she's a hefty girl. <laughs> and I it's like the ants. We talked about how the workers are all seem to be female. And then there's a couple drones and their only job is to be there when the time comes on the, yeah. the nuptial flight, I believe it's called. Did you do your homework? Did you I, read about the bees or are you a, a, a bit of a bee connoisseur? I, I have seen the bee episode of Magic School Bus multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> Oh, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, they could the pollen in their pockets. It's a, it's from the early episodes of Magic School Bus, which means it's from the good episodes of Magic School Bus before Magic School Bus goes crazy town and just starts having <laughs> animals with children's faces, <laughs> which is I not can't. a good time. I don't, don't want, do I don't want to look at that. No. So you're, yeah, you're, you're right. You've got down the basics of of the honeybee lifestyle. All right. And the the eastern honeybee and the the Japanese, uh, specifically eastern honeybee. Has uh, all of the same those same things. So they've got a queen. Uh, there's about a couple thousand to twenty thousand bees per hive, depending on wow where they're going to be. Is that more or less than the ants? I can't remember how many of the ants. Is it roughly similar? the ants were ten thousand? Okay, 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 okay. So you can have even more bees. But those, the, I mean, those are just the pavement ants. So there might be other species of ant who have even bigger colonies than our buddies, the pavement ants. Oh. I guess that's true. Yeah. We can't never be a Sith and deal in absolutes in science because someone will find that <laughs> one example. science Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> someone will find that one species that I didn't know about and go, actually. So. Actually, this one has 10,000 and one. Yeah, this one's got 50,000. So I know, yeah, I don't like to speak absolutely sometimes. Um, but yeah, the, so the honeybees have around 20,000 total. Most of those are the female workers. So the female workers are sterile. They have specific jobs within the nest and, uh, and, and they actually change jobs as they get older, which is kind of cute. I have a career change. Huh? <laughs> uh, I got to get out of this. I've been at this be- this nectar collecting gig for too long. I need a career change. Now I'm going to fan the honey till it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> when they start... They, so the queen lays an egg, a, a single egg in every little honeycomb chamber. And um, once that egg Oh, so hatches, she lays eggs directly into the comb. Yep. Yeah, yeah. For some reason I was imagining that she laid them and they came and took them away and put them in. I guess that makes more, save a step, go straight to the comb. <laughs> yeah, she starts in the middle of the comb and works her way out. The very edges of the comb are for food storage, but the middle is all eggs. And she can lay about 2,000 eggs in one day. She's busy. Oh my gosh. She's a busy lady. I'm just trying to think of like how many eggs. That's got to be like an egg a second or so, whatever it is. Three seconds. I don't know. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Someone get the calculator. Someone uh, tell me how many <laughs> seconds there are in a day. I only know how many minutes there are in a year. <laughs> but it is a, it's a, yeah, a lot of eggs. And then they, once they hatch, that newly hatched female spends three days and her only job is to keep the rest of the combs clean and ready for more eggs. It's a short job because she's not 
hormonally ready to do other tasks. Right. Um, so after she spends three days tending the uh, comb where the queen will be laying, she moves on to being nursery bee. And she takes care of all the little larvae, which is kind of So adorable. what I'm hearing is that like a human journey, a young worker bee, her first job is babysitting. Just like my first job was babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you essentially. home with the kids. You're 12 now, 12 days old. So you have to look after your younger siblings. Be responsible. Yeah, she, she, she cleans them. She feeds them. You got to keep those little larvae clean. And she does that for a, about a week or so. So she spends a week babysitting the larvae. She gets them cute. She gets them clean. And where does she go from there? <laughs> she does. Um, when she's done doing nursery duty, then she is on worker duty, basically construction worker bee. She goes and she makes new cells. She puts the food in those cells. Yeah, she's basically just responsible for creating more honeycomb. It's not a bad, not a bad job. And and this is because it takes uh, about 20, I think it's 12, 12 to 20 days for their um, wax glands to come in. They have eight glands on their abdomen. And until those are formed, they can't make honeycomb. So she's, it's like an age limit. So I, I, the thing about this podcast is it just reveals to me things I've just accepted as fact and never ever thought about how it came to be. And one of those things I'm just realizing now is beeswax. I've never really thought about where it comes from. Is it like earwax? They like produce it? <laughs> they, so they create wax through these special glands and it's made with the carbohydrates from honey. Oh, okay. So they eat the honey and it goes through them and it, it allows them to make this waxy, well, mm -hmm. I mean, beeswax. Yeah. Honeycomb. <laughs> yeah. And then they create. Oh. And where is that on their bodies? On their on abdomens? Their yeah. So it's on their, their tummies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On their little bellies. Oh, little okay. Bellies. They're huh. very cute. Again, I'd never really, I don't know. I just, I guess I just assumed that they like, made it <laughs> the way that like a so paper appears. wasp well I, you know oh. paper wasp collects things and then kind of blah, 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 until it becomes paper <laughs> but a bee is just straight using its own like organic material yeah they have to which i i hate that i've said that phrase out loud now <laughs> <laughs> but it's so beeswax is such an amazing product i remember rolling it as a as a kid they'd like give you a a roll of beeswax did you make and then you like make a, a kid? make a candle out of yeah, it and yeah. you're like sitting there trying to roll it into this sorry there was a big boom downstairs and i yeah. hope it's not caused by my children um <laughs> hmm. do, you, do you need to check? anyway uh, i'm just gonna send a quick little texty text to cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah make sure everything's okay oh okay so producer derek just put a picture in the discord and so it's on the bottom of her, you know, the long bulbous end of her thorax here. And it's like abdomen. several, it's her apnea, abdomen. well, yeah. her big booty. Big booty, yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah. Us lay people. <laughs> and so it's like, it looks like about five little, I don't know what to call it, There's... reverse sucker cups. <laughs> like these hairy little spots where I assume the wax is like pulled. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the- She'll, what she'll like produced. pull it. She'll- remove it and then use it to create the cells yeah that's super interesting yeah it, is, it looks very very 
reminiscent of ears wax but i'm just saying that as a person who creates wax so that's what i can uh, relate to between me and this bee yeah if you want to uh, wow. compare comparing that i guess but it's yeah it's pretty cool looking i wish i was a beekeeper so i could share photos like this with the yeah with the audience well audience as always feel free to google away if you have the chance yeah, because this is yeah. this, again just something i never ever considered that we, we worry about copywriting so but google yeah yeah and and she'll she'll do that for about a week or so she's on wax duty making those cells and then when she's considered a senior bee an elderly bee if you will <laughs> it's time for the most dangerous job in the colony and that's forage time oh okay okay uh, that makes sense you know this is a bee that's near the end of its i don't know how long they live we i don't think we've said uh, about it well so the it depends on what time of the year it is uh-huh. um food production um species of bee uh where in japan the japanese bee is so their Japanese bees in Sapporo have a different lifespan than Japanese bees in the rest of the island. But for um, simplicity's sake, between seven and eight weeks. Okay, is, so is the about two yeah. months. So near the end of her, her long tenure on this earth of two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say, you know, if you meet your doom out there collecting flower juice... It won't be as horrible to the hive as if we lost an entire generation of of the young right. bees here. That's interesting. I I guess I I would have thought that like there was a specific bee that was grown to go out and get nectar the way that there's a specific bee who's grown to become queen. But really, it's just if you live long <laughs> enough, you get sent out, sent yeah. out on duty. Yeah, and and it it really does uh, efficiency wide. Uh, wise makes sense for the colony because when you're talking about a colonial animal you do what's best for the whole not what's best for the individual um and the needs of the many as it were mm-hmm. so she's an adult for two months is that or is that she's, counting her entire well? lifespan is about two months okay so egg to yeah. fell to her on the sidewalk so it takes about three days for the eggs to hatch and then um they go through like total metamorphosis just like a bunch of our other our other bug friends their egg larvae pupae then adults um so for the worker the females takes about 21 days to become an adult um for queens it takes 16 days and then for the drones for the males it's about 24 days so it depends on which class or which cast of bee you are for total metamorphosis time it's very easy to make a new queen uh queens are made by feeding them royal jelly which is a very specific food type uh, that the workers create um and occasionally you will overlap you might have two queens and near the end of their so one queen is getting old she's not producing as much eggs the workers decide it's time for a new queen and they'll make a new young queen. And when she hatches, she will go kill the other queen. Oh. She'll find the old queen and kill it. I remember I was at the Seattle Science Museum. And they have a, I assume they still have, this this uh, hive that was encased between two panes of glass. So mm. you could see everything that was happening. And I remember I was there and they had two queens at the same time. 
and I was young. I was probably about, I was probably about 16. And I was like, so <laughs> what's going to happen to this situation that they have too? Uh, we talked about, again, I keep referencing the ants just because I feel like the structure is very similar of colonial creatures. Is that the word we use? Colonial animals. Is, yeah. It's fine. That, well, just that, that sometimes the ants would have two just because of how big their nest got. Is that ever the case? Or bees keep it tidier than that? They're like, no, we are not going past these borders. Um, bees, yeah, bees usually stay as one. They don't, they don't really split. They will swarm. They'll leave their hive and go somewhere else if there's a problem. But they don't usually split off. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. There's, uh, what was I just thinking about? Oh, also with queens, some, they're not just feeding royal jelly to one potential queen. They'll feed royal jelly to several potential queens. And whoever hatches first destroys the other queens. So it's it's pretty um it's a pretty rough rough takeover when you're when you're creating new new a new monarchy. <laughs> Survival of the strongest queen. Yeah. Whichever queen pops out first will destroy the rest of them. Oh man. It's it's hard to be a bug. It's ruthless out there. It is. It is very hard to be a bug. So we talked about I mean, it feels like it's the quickest bug we've had as far as egg to adult, because we previously we've had more of like, I'm a caterpillar for 17 years and then I'm a adult for 17 minutes. But the, the bee is more of a typical, I don't know, typical, the bee is more of a linear progression of like, I'm a egg, I'm a pupa, I'm a babysitter bee, I'm yeah. a, a, a honey or a wax maker bee. Now I'm the leave the hive and tell everyone where it's at bee. Bees need to get to the adult stage quickly so that they can be a productive member of the hive. You know, so they don't society. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to having a long larval stage for a bee is uh, detrimental to the hive as a whole. Because they're not trying to get fat. Yeah. You're just feeding them and they're, and they're doing nothing. Yeah. They're not helping the colony. Uh, so you want them to come out as adults as quickly as possible. And, and 20, 16 to 21 days or 24 days is not a not a, um unusual amount of time for an insect that's, you know, needs to spend more of its time as an adult to, to go through that metamorphosis. So I'm trying to decide on a pose here for our, our bee. <laughs> Does she need to have... A strong pose? Should, should, should she have more of a dancerly pose? Because we haven't talked about dancing yet, but... Oh, yeah. Um, or do you think she should have more of that, like... <laughs> I don't know. We talked about being a bee team. If we're going to do multiple bees, I should probably pose her in some <laughs> way where I can slot in other uh, bees around her. So the Japanese honeybee is about, I think, 20% smaller than our Western honeybee. So you can make her a little oh, a little slighter. She's just- She's a little daintier. Just a little, a little friend. Yeah. Uh, if you want to think about it that way, I don't, I don't know what other bees we want to cover. We should cover mason bees because they're cool, but they're all teeny. yeah, definitely, definitely. They're little teeny guys. Uh, so I, I guess I would... I'm wondering if I should put her more in like a Power Rangers pose <laughs> <laughs> or like a magical girl pose. Um, I think Power Rangers would be because yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> what would our B team assemble into? <laughs> Voltron style into a a big bee, obviously. (laughs) 
just a giant <laughs> robot bee with like a little crown on its head. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> type it away to us. Hold on, I got oh, a big flower. He says. Oh, a big flower. I the big flower is got to be the weapon that they charge up, oh, and then a yeah. huge lightning blast, laser blast comes out the end of the the flower. Okay, so I'm gonna should I give this character this a staff yes 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 we'll make her the leader japanese the honeybee's the leader that's that's what we're decided she's the red ranger of this group <laughs> so if the bees only live two months how do they not collapse the hive over the winter are some of them are some of them staying alive to like keep the hive running enough that when this, <laughs> the flowers return yes we're back guys we're back <laughs> so so bees we call insect hibernation diapause Oh, they, they, we got to put a pause on this. The, a dying yeah, pause. Yeah. But bees, um, bees don't do that. Bees remain active all winter long. Uh, and the, the bees that live from autumn through the winter have a longer lifespan than the spring and summer bees. So they're, they can make it through the whole winter. Uh, and the queen, the queen can live between one and two years total. So she's, she's like the longest lived of, of their options. And that's the Japanese honeybee specifically. Honeybees. Uh, I believe it's honeybees in general. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Our Western honeybees. The Western honeybee queens also live that long. Once again, it, it pays to be the queen. And do all bees make honey or is it's just specifically honeybees? And how many honeybee types are there? If we have a Japanese honeybee and a Western honeybee, how many honeybees are there? Honeybees. Honeybees. Uh, <laughs> so honeybee... Uh, the genus Apis is honeybees, and there's only eight. There's eight. Oh, really? Only eight? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know why I there's expected a more. There's a ton of subspecies. Like many oh, subspecies. okay. I guess that makes more sense. I guess that's what I was thinking of. of like, once you start to include like derivatives of those eight, you get a lot yeah. more. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. And specifically, we're after this this Japanese one today because it has the coolest power. Which we have not yet touched on. Yeah, yeah, it's got the Japanese honeybee is, I think, really impressive as far as abilities go. So the male honeybee, he, like you, I think you mentioned earlier, has he's got one job, uh, and he's to to provide sperm to the queen to make more bees. Um, he doesn't do that to the queen of the hive that he's in. He goes out looking for uh, a different queen, a virgin queen on on. Her nuptial flights and oh yeah I, I mean i said i literally said that at the beginning just proof <laughs> that i can say things without really knowing what they mean <laughs> but like he's waiting for oh i'm i'm hanging out in this field but that tree over there a new queen has just emerged by field flowers or, or field bees i'm off to the tree <laughs> bees because there's a lady over there who needs my help yeah yeah, the, she'll she'll come out and she'll produce a, a particular pheromone to attract males. And male drones from several hives usually will come and swarm her and, and they'll mate mid-flight. Uh, and then the male dies immediately after. <laughs> I've fulfilled my duty. <laughs> One purpose finished. Uh, in, in the meantime, though, the drones are hanging out in the hive like little freeloaders, eating all the honey and doing nothing. And they don't even serve that hive. No, not really. It's not even like they're going to help out these ladies. Root. Root. And then, well, they kind of get their comeuppance come winter. B 
because the drones are fairly useless and winter is a very dangerous time for the bees. It's cold. They have to constantly um, flap, uh, flap their wings. They increase the temperature in the hive. They have to go through stored honey. It's, it's tough. What you don't want is a bunch of freeloading males around doing nothing. So, the, so, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the females, are about to go bad for them. The females will chew up their wings so they can't fly and then kick them out of the nest. Bye-bye, boys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Promising young woman style. They're just like, bye-bye. You're out. Have fun. Is it useless to me. The queen will just make more males come spring. They don't need them to... Males are created from unfertilized eggs. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Okay, so they're not... They're not... Uh, mm. See, this is one of those things where we start talking about bee behaviors and you want to ap- apply like human moral traits to it or even like mammalian results. You just can't. So she's like, here's all the boys, my sons. <laughs> Hopefully one of you will... Uh, succeed out in the world when when a princess makes her flight <laughs> the princess bee the princess do, bee. Do, do not consider her a queen until <laughs> no 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 she's not she's ruling a, a hive she's, she's got she's got no subjects until she has subjects she's merely a princess that's <laughs> fair and now i wish we called them princess bees instead of virgin queens oh, absolutely princess <laughs> but it's a it's a hard life hard life for a bee um, it definitely other... sounds like hard life other than winter, bees also have to deal with predators. So bees have to worry about predators, and a really big predator in a beehive are, are hornets and wasps. You've probably heard of my least favorite name for anything, the murder hornet. Yes, I yes, I remember being from the Pacific Northwest, there was a brief kerfuffle, mm-hmm. and I believe it was the summer of 2020, where the murder hornets have come for us, you guys. The murder hornets are here. They're coming and they're taking our children. And the murder hornets will not stop until they are the dominant species of Washington. I, I, hate, I, the, I, remember I that. hate the name murder hornet so much. So much. <laughs> no. Is it because it implies a level of like, they're coming for you? It's just, murder hornet? it's just hokey. It's such, oh. it's like a clickbait <laughs> name for a, for a hornet. It's um, like the name a ten-year-old gives their their the villain yeah. hornet. It's like when people a, call call it a murder hornet. of crows, and I'm like, yeah. no one calls it a murder of crows. We're not Victorian. It's a flock. <laughs> it's a flock of crows. It's a flock of crows. It's the same problem. It's a they're, it's they should be a flock also... of crows and a murder of seagulls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> um, they were also called the Asian giant hornet. Its new name is the Northern giant hornet, which oh. is a lot less focused on the people of the place where they come from uh it you know we don't want to assign blame of invasive species on a group of people it's it's stupid so now they're the more inclusive term is the the northern giant hornet so the better the better common names project is was put forth by a group of entomologists and it's to make sure that we're not naming species in a way that is that contains derogative terms or with inappropriate geographic references. Oh, interesting. So it's it's sort of a PR. We need to stop calling them. I, I don't know what a good example is besides murder hornets. Yeah. Don't call well, them murder hornets. A- Asian giant hornet is is. Oh, okay. So they're trying to remove 
stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, I think they also want to be inclusive to what indigenous people would have called these animals too. So we think oh, about that's that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. As yeah. Again, we talk about language a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But the it's funny to me to think that you'd show up somewhere else and be like, I'm going to name all your animals now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, there's like that infamous, what's that over there? Oh, it's a kangaroo. But like kangaroo means like, I don't know what you're saying to me. I don't know if that's true at all. That's just the, the, the joke that goes around. But yeah, it's interesting to think because I know Japan in particular, they call them, they call the islands Nihon. Mm-hmm. But but we call them Japanese. And I, I'm just curious, like, at what point, how did we get it wrong that we call them Japan instead of Nihon? I, I just, you know, yeah. language is interesting like that, that, that we call things other things, even though the people who are there don't have call a, them. Have a different name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you just use what name they said? <laughs> it seems ridiculous to me. Like, I, I, love, I love hearing what indigenous names are. They generally have such a, a wonderful, strong grasp of how that organism works, what it does, what it looks like. So the indigenous name is usually really descriptive, like super descriptive. It's not just like Washington's dog. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> Good old it usually Washington means something. Dog. Yeah. Whereas an indigenous name is usually like the red striped whatever. You know, it's right. way more descriptive. Well, it was, was a dragonfly that was like the the, the fly that dreams about death that comes once a winter or something it was like something super specific like that it was something about bothering cows i have to listen to my own podcast now and remember what it was (laughs) (laughs) japanese honeybees have a a big issue with fighting off the northern giant hornet and and that the big problem with the northern giant hornet coming to the united states is the western honeybee is has no defense, like no defense at all. They don't do what the the Japanese bees do because they, and this is a problem we talked about invasive species before, right? With the uh, the emerald ash borer, that when organisms evolve together, they evolve strategies to deal with each other. The Western honeybee has not evolved any strategies to deal with the uh, northern giant hornet, but our buddies are twenty percent smaller buddies. The Japanese honeybee have. So I put in the Discord channel, Amanda, if you could scroll up, it's called a bee ball. I know I told you not to look at the Discord channel before. I guess you did tell me to stay out of it. (laughs) Do not look. I finally have access. (laughs) Oh, good. Derek has added you. So So check out this bee ball. So they're, oh, wow. They're just swarming on this guy. It's amazing. And what is that purpose? What's the purpose of just jumping on him jumping on this honeybee or no sorry what is the purpose the of hornet. the bees jumping on the hornet so they 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 swarm the hornet they cover it with their little bodies and then they start flapping their wings they really move those flight muscles and you know like when when you're outside if you go for a run or something you, you're moving your muscles you start to get to get hot it's it's the same concept so they well, you just you just mentioned a second ago that they flap their wings to stay warm over winter mm-hmm so now they're doing it on top of the hornet and they they're moving their flight muscles they're getting very warm they're increasing carbon dioxide levels because of that which makes the hornet more sensitive to temperature until they get up to about 114 degrees fahrenheit whoa so they're getting hot fast very very hot um which is 
40, like almost 46 degrees Celsius for our, if you're not using freedom units. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the, the hornet cannot handle this temperature. So they're cooking it. They can. The honeybees can handle only a couple degrees higher than the the temperature they create around the hornet, but it's enough. So they just jump on him as this huge bee ball, as, as you said, and they just get so hot with their little wings that they cook their enemy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, so hot that like only they can survive it, but only just. Yeah, they, they're kind of barely making it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the silence that follows is it, Amanda wow. is speechless. <laughs> what a, I mean, what a way to go. You're like, I'm going to go get those bees. <laughs> I'm going to steal their honey. <laughs> I'm giant compared to them. There's no way they can fight me off. And then you get there and they all just jump like a horde of toddlers, jump on top of you <laughs> and just vibrate <laughs> till they cook you. I love thinking about a bunch of toddlers. <laughs> Trust me, you've ever had a toddler on your lap? You're like, how is this toddler so hot? How are they a tiny furnace? How is this happening? Well, let me tell imagine a, a hundred of them and they just cook you with their little body heat. Oh my wow. god. Wow. My my friend's daughter was so warm and she used to make me like uncomfortable when she'd sit on me. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they do. They're just hot little, hot little water bottles just oh sitting on you and climbing on you and sneezing directly into your eyes. <laughs> Shout out to my girl Allie, who is now fourteen <laughs> and sneezing her, her no longer her a toddler. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'm sorry. All right, brief pause. I got to plug my computer in. I thought it was plugged in all this time, but apparently the the plug came loose. One sec. Oh, sure, sure. So I got. I so I'm definitely going to need to give our Red Ranger. Although I don't know that we. <laughs> I guess Red works if she has like. Well, she she heat looks, powers. She looks like a lot like our Western honeybee, but more black. Her abdomen is a lot more black. Okay, in it. okay, okay, okay. She's okay. black and yellow. As always, I try really hard not to look at any other bee characters, any bug characters, <laughs> before I do this, so I'm not making like a derivative. But I can only really think of, I guess, three bug or bee. I, I mean, the wasp is a wasp, but mm-hmm. let's face the facts that she's got a lot of visual similarities yeah. to a bee character. She's yellow and black. And then there's, so there's, there's Jan as the wasp, and then there was oh, who's the black and yellow guy from the first Ant Man movie? Yellow Jacket, Yellow Jacket. Uh, so again, a wasp, not a bee, but similar. And then well, wasp and bees share colors. Yeah, I imagine in some way to like, I, I, you said that they evolve together. They're enemies, so there must be some sort of connection um, there of like why they're both yellow and black. That that brightly color that so they kind of mimic well. Other things mimic them. So you'll see non-wasps and bees being yellow and black too. And it's really because that brightly colored yellow tells everyone around them, I'm so dangerous. I'm not trying to blend in. Ah, I don't even need to blend in. Look yeah. at me. Avoid me. Look how brightly Get out colored of I am. my way. Yeah. Here I come. <laughs> and it, so that's a very common color theme, um, yellow and orange in insects who are and red that you don't want to mess with kind of like frogs there's some fancy word for it where yeah, you're a yeah nasty color and you're like <laughs> mess with me at your own <laughs> risk here buddy <laughs> uh so then the other yeah. character i can think of is bumblebee which people might be familiar with if they've seen teen titans oh i was thinking of transformers 
<laughs> oh yeah oh. <laughs> there's also a bumblebee on transformers as, yeah. <laughs> as we said at the top of the show we will of course have to talk about bumblebees mm. at some point and i'm sure transformers will make <laughs> many an appearance in that episode uh <laughs> and then we talked about in the ladybug episode there's that ladybug show where she's got luck powers i believe oh, the french, there's a, is it french it's french yes it's yeah. her name's like marinette or something like that um it's a cute name in paris i believe they're in paris proper and i think there's a yellow queen bee character in that again i haven't seen it people tell me i should but i i haven't i think there's a i think there's a bee character in that oh look derek just shared one to the discord yeah there she is she looks fun i would do it (laughs) so i'm trying to like not do what those people have done which is a lot of yeah yellow and black but it there's something to be said about referencing characters people already know surely (laughs) well what is your what are your thoughts then on how you'll make her look uh right now okay so i have a very basic form sketched out of her in a what i would consider a very sentai-esque pose i i you know the body suit that the red Mm. that the rangers always wear uh i haven't decided if i'm gonna do wings or not because the wings plus a body tight suit really immediately screams wasp to me, mm. just because we're more familiar with that shape. Their the wings MCU are now. important, though, because they do. Yeah. So another way to to prevent wasps from entering their their uh, their hive, they do something called wing shimmer, and they all work together to flap their wings in such a way where it creates the shimmering effect and confuses the wasp. It doesn't know what it's looking at. I don't know why my brain went to cheerleader and they all have their pom-poms and they're all like, <laughs> shaking them around. and the wasp is like, ah, ah, kind of, kind ah. of like that, but with wings. And <laughs> That's so look. cute. I don't know why that's cute to me. Like this little sorority dance that they all do. And they're like, one of us. Are you one of us? Are you one of us? And wasp like, no, yeah, guys, I'm definitely one of you. No, ah, I'm not allowed in the sorority house. Well, they also have another defense mechanism to keep wasps out. And I, I don't think you want to put this in the photo, in your in your drawing. Oh, but, um, okay. <laughs> so, so they will fly out and find the feces of other animals. Oh, and then yes, put it so far yeah. correct, but I do not want to include this. <laughs> yeah, the scat. And they'll, they'll kind of smear it around the entrance of their hive because it turns out wasps don't like that. They're not into it. No, they just want to eat the my burgers and <laughs> yeah. steal all my sweet treats, all oh, my barbecue wasps. chips. <laughs> they were out in full force this weekend trying to eat our smoked brisket. Um, but uh, yeah, so they'll use fecal material to kind of cover them. How long are their antenna? Because I, I I love to give the antenna to these bug heroes. Um, <laughs> like same as same as the Western honeybee. Okay, so so a decent, but not not ridiculous. Like super long. Yeah. I'm gonna give her sort of ambush bug esque <laughs> little little uh, antenna here. There we go. What's also kind of neat about the eastern honeybee in general, not just the subspecies of the Japanese honeybee, is um, they're resistant to the uh, native mite mite species over there. Um, our honeybees are have a big problem with mites, but the eastern honeybee it, it generally doesn't. Um, my mites are one of the many suggestions for what causes colony collapse disorder. Um, it's probably it's probably really just a, an amalgamation of a lot of issues. 
but um, colony collapse disorder is more of a bunch of symptoms than it is a specific thing. But mites are occasionally mentioned. But these, yeah, the but the, these eastern and the Japanese honeybee subspecies are really resilient. Uh, they're pretty cool. They do produce less honey than the western honeybee, though. The Japanese honeybee in Japan, as far as agricultural honey making goes, they use them, but they also use our western honeybee because it's more productive. Uh, uh, most of Japan's honey, like 95% is imported, so they don't have a big honey industry there at all. Uh, a lot of the and- beekeeping there is done in their backyard. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they don't have a, a huge industry for it the way that we have got a whole sort of industry of honey. And you think that's just because their bees were less productive and so it never became a thing? Or do you, um, this might get into like cultural I, things I don't know. that we, we can't speak on. I mean, it could, it could be a, an agriculture thing. So with all that production of rice, rice doesn't need bees to oh, pollinate. So if most of the agriculture they're making over there doesn't need bees, they're not going to have a lot of honey production. I don't know what else uh, their agriculture looks like. I'm sure they have orchards and things. I don't know how big they are. Uh, Okay, so, sorry, we did heat power, Mm -hmm. and they have their fancy shimmer that says, are you one of us? Are you Mm -hmm. one of us? Uh, They've got got some sick dance moves. Sick dance moves. Very sick. So not only do they do the waggle dance to share flower location with each other food source location they also do a little dance when the wasps are coming to alert the rest of the colony they're coming they're coming <laughs> they're coming and then they're all getting ready to they okay get, get your 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 wings ready to toast <laughs> I, I was gonna i almost swore there get ready get your <laughs> wings ready to to toast a dude just we're gonna jump on them and we're gonna cook them up that is just so crazy to me i i just can't really think of any other creature that, <laughs> that cooks a lot. their enemies it is a lot it's very cool I, right if you got enough of them could you do it to a bear <laughs> <laughs> like a bear's coming in your hive and you're like everybody <laughs> you're done winnie the pooh <laughs> winnie the pooh so the obvious power that I think we're missing here is the one that we all know. It seems so obvious. I think that's why we did talk about it is that bees sting you. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so obvious. I didn't think to mention the stinger. Yeah, We didn't even uh, mention the fact like this, this well-known thing about honeybees. I assume that the Japanese honeybee is also a little, little stingy dude. Cause it does um, unfortunately Japanese... cause moral death. <laughs> the, mortal, the Japanese honeybee is less likely to sting than its Western cousins. They're a lot more docile. Uh, oh, they don't want to sting. Um, a lot more polite, these bees. Very, very polite. <laughs> uh, and as you said, once a, once a bee stings, it will die. Because it, it's uh, a bee stinger is barbed. So when it enters the f- something, enters flesh, and the bee goes to pull it out, it just rips its little butt off, unfortunately. Oh uncorks him from from the back oh that's so sad whereas uh wasps don't have a barbed stinger they just have a straight stinger so they can sting you repeatedly oh so they don't oh okay that's interesting Mm -hmm. i hadn't thought about why those two things are different Mm. and we'll talk about wasps in another 
in another episode. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Those parasitoid wasps <laughs> that we, we keep teasing but never bringing up. Oh, oh, I love those. But I also just mean yellow jackets. We'll, we'll give a yellow jacket chat another time. So is there venom in the stink? Like, why do they hurt so bad? I stepped on a, a bee a few weeks ago and my whole foot swelled up. And it was, what is the venom in there? What do you... What's there's, special there's, about it, or is it just that my foot was annoyed that there was a sting on? <laughs> uh, uh, well, bee venom, like like any venom, is uh, a bunch of proteins. Phospholipase and melitin in in honey bee venom specifically, uh, and they can affect the way your blood clots. Oh, so they'll make you pretty bleedy if you've ever been stung. Uh, believe it or not, I've never been stung by a bee. <gasps> really. No, oh, knock now, on. now you have put it out there in the universe, though. That's coming there. for you. <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> but I've never, yeah, I've never been stung. Uh, I've caught bees. They've landed on me. Uh, it's probably because I don't and, panic. And so you know. one of those proteins is what people are, are so freaking allergic to that it just... Psh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. And yeah, some people go into Anna... Uh, anaphylaxis if you're very allergic i hope i'm not like i said <laughs> i don't want to find out the hard way <laughs> yeah no it's definitely one of those things you don't want to find out the hard way <laughs> my brother-in-law i think is, an, is allergic to bees my brother-in-law also allergic to bees so he's yeah. always very concerned about it because his daughter's never been stung but if mm. she's allergic the way he's allergic it could get bad fast yeah it's a thing to be worried about so it's, it's been a few weeks since we did a listener question, but we do have one today because bees are so popular. We even got a preemptive one about uh, <laughs> bees. Uh, so, hey, Amanda, Kelly, and producer Derek, I was hoping you guys could do an episode on mason bees or bumblebees. We will eventually. Mm-hmm. Mason bees have been a favorite of mine for a long time, and the bumblebees have been my wife's favorite since she was a kid. We would love to know more about them and see them as a super bee. We've always wondered... Do we only eat the honey of one species of bee? And what is so special about their knees? Thanks so much. We love the show. A family of gingers writing from Idaho. <laughs> Thank you, family of gingers. Thank you, ginger um, one, <laughs> ginger two. <laughs> um, uh, so, so for the for the honey question, uh, yeah, we really just eat Western honey bee honey. Well, it sounds like they're the big producers. They make yeah. the most time. And they make way more than even they could even eat. That's why we can farm it from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they make enough. Uh, I know they just some, keep making it. Yeah, I know some <laughs> folks are uncomfortable about eating honey. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they make an excess of honey. Uh, our Western honeybees are super, super honey producers. Um, and then the, the bee's knees. What is so special about them bee's knees? Uh, pollen baskets. I guess would be my scientific answer to that question. Pollen baskets. <laughs> oh, is this is this on Magic School Bus? They have those pockets full of pollen. Is this the <laughs> same thing? Yeah, it's the same. Yay! Thing. I gave something. <laughs> yeah, it's how the ste- how the bees store their store all that pollen when they're making their rounds to pick up nectar. So I guess uh, oh, producer Derek makes a good point. Your hero is going to need a utility belt or cargo pants. Oh. Always oh, cargo pants. I'm always always resisting the urge for cargo pants. Let me quickly save a copy of this. Actually, while you're saving Amanda, how many how many legs would you give the Japanese honeybee out of six? The Japanese honeybee. I I have to say I'm deeply impressed with the ability to cook your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I made that clear throughout this. But, but I think it's I think they're they're useful. 
because they make honey as far as like human utility goes. Mm-hmm. Although they're not the powerhouse honey makers how, that are how anthropocentric of you. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's what I do is uh, centralize my own experience. Uh, so they're a helpful bug. They really only st- it sounds like the Japanese one only stings you really if you deserve it, which yes. I can appreciate. We can put um, it that way. Only if you deserve it. <laughs> only if you deserve it. Uh, which you, if you're messing with them, you do. You do deserve it. I'm sorry. You do. Um, so I like that. I like that that she's a little bit more gentle than her Western <laughs> cousins. That she's she's more discerning about what mm-hmm. she's willing to die for, which I can also appreciate. <laughs> this queen, always love a queen. I, I gotta say, it's a great bug. I gotta say, I, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it six out of six legs. I don't, I can't find anything to fault them on. There is nothing to fault. I'm gonna. There's give nothing them, to fault a Japanese honeybee. On. I'm gonna give them. Plus, a they cook their enemies. How cool is that? <laughs> the cook. Oh my god, the the bee ball is so cool, so impressive. Uh, I'm gonna give them six out of six legs plus two antennae. Oh man! Oh That's man! That's how much I love these bees. hundred and twenty percent. Because they're so cute too. I love their little bee faces. I'm into it. I love the idea that they like have these little clubs that only <laughs> only bees are allowed in. If you're not one of us, you don't get to come in. No, no, no. I love that they, that they do that by shimmering too. Shimmer. What a word. Shimmer. It just is so evocative. <laughs> it is very evocative. glistening, it's sparkling. Great... They have magical powers. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I um, I love them. They're good. I don't think I've given anything as have I given a six out of six before? I we I think we had a five out of six. Yeah. I don't think we've had a six out of six yet though. Definitely the first time I've thrown in antennae. So this is this yes, is a top bug definitely. right now. She's a top bug. <laughs> we really need to like make a list of what we like things. <laughs> Start a wiki page. Oh, all right. So, so. just. Briefly, I know we talk all the time about like save the bees. You see it on mm-hmm. stickers, you see it everywhere. What can we do to really help our bee brother in or sister in out? <laughs> our, our bee sister in. Um, <laughs> uh, I would really tell everyone to get to know your local bee species, figure out what bees live near you, what's in your backyard. There's a great book called Bees in Your Backyard that I have. It's oh, a, it's a field guide. There's also a field guide to Eastern bees for us on the East Coast. I'm sure there's one on the West for you. Uh, and I think there's a Lives of Bee book. So read all, read all as much as you can about them bees. And then plant native wildflowers. Native, planting native plants is so important to, to really creating um, safe habitat for bees. And it won't just be bees because you don't get to choose who what part of the community comes to your backyard. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be beneficial to everyone to plant indigenous plants. You don't need ornamentals. Also, it, it's a good excuse to get to know your indigenous plants in your area. So it's really a hol- kind of a holistic thing to think about. We don't just help our bees. We help everything in the neighborhood. Did that sound too new age? <laughs> That's too hokey? <laughs> I liked it. And, and- I, I saw a thing earlier that was about like how they travel bees around so you can get one hive that pollinates like whole groves because they just put it on a truck and kind of <laughs> move it to where they need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, agriculturally, we don't as citizens, we don't really have to do a whole lot. Um, although it would be nice if for agriculture, we would start trying to use native bees instead of the Western honeybee 
Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the Western honeybee is not native to North America. They are a transplant. Oh, so we've been singing their praises about how much honey they make. <laughs> yeah, but they're not. From it here. turns out they're they're no good imposter anyway. <laughs> yeah, they are basically cows. Good good comparison from producer Derek calling the Western honeybee a cow. Yeah, I I, I had similar thoughts as far as like <laughs> they make way more than than maybe they typically would if they'd not been domesticated the way that a cow makes a ton of milk mm-hmm. for no reason other than we've encouraged them to make a ton of milk amanda how's your hero looking can i take a okay so i i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out where to where to put her colors so that she stays more or less be colored uh let me quickly save her and then i will toss her in the discord so imagine her black and yellow <laughs> instead of just this so i've given her oh, she uh, looks kind of this not even cape kind of this dual split scarf situation that emerges from her shoulders just to reference her wings because i thought the wings were really important but i didn't want to do the straight wasp wings the way they are on wasp and even the bumblebee characters that already exist Mm -hmm. i gave her some of those ambush bug-esque antenna (laughs) because she got two antenna six legs plus two antenna uh she has a barb i i I guess trident's the only word halberd maybe is the word like a spear, spear. It's yeah, very spear. Cool. and it's on fire because she's gonna cook you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we definitely went more Zentai and less magical girl with her, but I, I, the magical girl influence is definitely there with the pose I've picked for her. Which, if you Google either magical girl or Zentai, Sentai, I keep saying Zentai, but it's well, Sentai. Um, that the, the like peace sign around the eye just comes up over and over and over again so i was like i feel like i could do this and get away with it i can't wait to see the whole b team yeah i'm very excited at the aspect the, the aspect i'm very excited at the prospect of having a the whole b team <laughs> the b team plus what a pun you know i love a pun you it know i can't get away from we good all love pun reference. i will have to add a, uh some utility belt-esque things to her <laughs> so that she can carry pollen maybe i'll just give her some of those if you've ever worn a good pair of yoga pants they have like those the pockets yeah. pockets. <laughs> i'll just give her some of those all my all my gym shorts have those the little side magical pocket. girl shivers of course will also <laughs> oh lots added. of shimmering need to be need oh, to so have. much <laughs> she looks great amanda she looks fantastic oh, well next time i see you kelly i will shimmer my wings to let you know that you're allowed in. <laughs> Thank you. And listeners, I'll shimmer for you too. I'll shimmer for Aww. us all. Oh, we're, we're, we're one all big hive now. We're, we're all one big hive. We're the Bugs Need Heroes hive. Bugs Need Heroes hive. We'll see you next time. Rotunda, do you have any thoughts? Rotunda. She's asleep. She's not waking up. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she does not have any thoughts. Head empty. No thoughts. Thanks, Rotunda. Sleepy all right, guys. Time. We'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Bugs Need Heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs Need Heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nide. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on BugsNeedHeroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by.
the Yeti crab will now do its dance. <laughs>